Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market, and today's episode is called You've Been Scammed, You've Been Screwed, whatever you want to call it, but you have been. Here's the thing, the market, it's one of the craziest things you're going to ever see in your lifetime. This is like proportionate to what we saw during the Great Depression where, where you literally have an entire economic shutdown, and it's due to the pandemic called COVID-19, coronavirus Almost 2 million people worldwide have gotten it. There's about 572,000 as of this recording in the United States and many more who have died. 118,000 worldwide have died. I mean, it's pretty serious out there. And then, of course, we had the Federal Reserve doing their things. And like, so, so who's screwing us here? Who's, who's really scamming us? It's, it's the Fed. It's, it's your elected leaders, man. They are really screwing us over big time. Guys, I mean, you can't. You can't deny the economy a natural business cycle. You might say, well, the coronavirus is a pandemic that's created. Well, there's always something that creates a downside to the market. There is. And I get, I don't agree with shutting down the entire economy. I know, look, if, if you disagree with me, that's fine. I, I, I don't fault you for that. I look at it from the bigger picture. I look at it from... Our forefathers, George Washington, John Adams, Madison, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, they created a government to, to maximize our freedom as long as it doesn't infringe on others. Well, we're seeing our freedoms just completely eroded away. Just like 9-11 when we had the Patriot Act and TSA at all the airports thereafter, just to think that this coronavirus has gone away and that all our freedoms are just going to be restored, we're crazy. And I'm trying not to go down the whole Alex Jones route. I'm not. I'm just saying that the more power that you give government, the more power that you give them over time, the more that they're going to take, they're not going to give it back. It's like spending. They never decrease their spending. They increase taxes. They just continue to spend more. They're always going to spend more. They're always going to want more power. And so I look at it more from the standpoint of, man, our freedoms are being eroded away. Now, that doesn't mean I think we should go have baseball games and, or NBA games right now. But I believe that it's up to the individual organizations and the people to decide how they want to conduct. Now, you might also say, well, Ryan, if, if you know, Johnny here goes out and mingles with a lot of people and then goes home to mom and dad and gets them infected and they die, that's not fair to them. It's not. But, but you can't rely on the government to guarantee your security. Really, the only things that you should rely on the government for is, in terms of security, is when it comes to times of war, where government's actually pretty good at that. But to strip our liberties away, I mean, that's a bad thing. That's really not a good thing. Now, I'm going to get to talking about the stock market here in just a second here, but I'm trying to lay the groundwork for why I think this, this discussion is so important. You go back to the FDR presidency, which was during the Great Depression, World War II. What did we do to stimulate the economy? We created the New Deal. We created all these temporary welfare programs. We created Social Security. How was that turned out? Social Security, we got obligations we'll never be able to pay. That's going to go bankrupt eventually unless we just keep printing more money to, funding, to fund it, which is pretty much what we're doing. you got all these welfare programs. They're still intact today. They were supposed to be temporary. Temporary solution. But no, you give more power to government the more that they take. And so we're giving up our, our freedom to assemble, our freedom of religion and everything. I really think that people can self-govern better than, than the government can. If this curve flattens out, it's not because the government 
came down with these hard mandates saying you will not gather or we're shutting down the state or we're giving you a $5,000 fine or a $1,000 fine. I mean, literally, if you get within six feet of a person in Michigan, you're getting fined $1,000. That's totally nuts. The government's job is not to guarantee our security or our safety. It is our, their job to guarantee our freedoms, and instead it's doing the exact opposite. It is stripping us of our freedom. It's our stripping us of our freedom to pursue happiness. We don't have a right to happiness, but we have the right to pursue it. And yes, people do get sick, and people do fall ill, and people do die. But the government can't stop that from happening. And so what terrifies me the most about what I've seen over the last couple of months is that people are willingly surrendering their freedoms and their rights out of fear to the government saying, protect us, protect me. And that's downright awful. It really is. You have God-given rights and we're just giving them over, what, over to an entity because we think that maybe they know better than we do and they don't. How many of their models have been right? How right were they about the coronavirus in the beginning when they said, oh, it's nothing to worry about? Guys, we're paying for their mistakes, and we willingly surrender to that. Now, you got a stock market because of the economic shutdown that is completely cratered. Okay, the whole economy, it's at a standstill. Nothing is happening. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't go anywhere. Everything is stopped. We're looking at, according to J.P. Morgan, a possible 40% in the negative when it comes to GDP. We've got over 10% of the population unemployed, and it's only going to get worse. Now, we've also been on one of the longest bull runs in market history, going back to 2009 when the market bottomed, about 12 years. We haven't had a recession. Now, we should be having a recession right now, but are we? I mean, you take, take ETS like the NASDAQ 100, QQQ, and that thing's actually almost green on the year. It's, it's only down like 4 or 5% on the year. The economy actually looks better than it did back in June of last year, June 6th, when we actually had 4% unemployment, positive GDP, and yet somehow right now the market's better than that? I don't think so. So what, am I, am I sour grapes? Am I like, Ryan, you just sound like sour grapes of a person who didn't uh, like the fact that the market rallied. No, that's, that's not it at all. I don't trust the rally one bit. I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm, I do not trust the rally at all. And my job as a trader is not to just make profits. It's also to manage risk. In fact, managing risk is the number one priority. And if you don't manage the risk, you don't make profits over the long term. So yeah, let the market run. Let it go back up to all-time highs. That's, that doesn't scare me. What scares me is not managing our risk along the way and letting the market pull, its, pull the rug out from underneath me. And I, I take a 10, 15% clip off the top of my portfolio. No, manage the risk. And so it's not sour grapes that I'm saying all this stuff. We, we've been in a 12-year bull market. There's people that don't even know what this... People just think that the market goes down for a month, maybe, at worst, and it goes back up. If the market goes back to all-time highs, there's never a reason to ever short a stock again. Ever. Why would you ever short a stock if the stock market just goes down a month and goes right back up from where it came from? We started selling off in late February, and then March 23rd, we hit the bottom one month. One month for a global pandemic and a global economic shutdown. And it was steep, man. It was like, what, 36% from highs to lows? Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was pretty crazy. But this V-shaped bottom, I mean, if you're putting your faith in a V-shaped bottom, that is pretty bad. So why, why did we V-shaped bottom? Was, well, because we all of a sudden started putting all this uh, stimulus into the economy. Congress passed $2 trillion. You got another $6 trillion coming from the Fed. You got another half billion that's being proposed right now to do small, more small business aid. 
and the Fed's backing up basically every single loan in the United States right now. We got companies that aren't even American winning bailouts. Some of these cruise lines, they're not American. And if you take the rally over the last 12 years, why have we done it? Well, we've had interest rates that have pretty much been at zero the whole time. We tried to raise them in quarter four of 2018, and the Fed dropped the market 20%. So they all of a sudden reversed it and went back up again, like a little cowards that they are. And then all of a sudden we start, start cutting interest rates at all-time highs. The pandemic happens. The global economic shutdown follows. And we're now back at 0% interest rates plus about $6 trillion of dollars of loans being printed out by the Fed right now. But what you're also seeing is we're not willing to let businesses fail. I mean, Boeing literally has planes that have fallen out of the sky because they just don't make a good airplane design right now. The 787. Crap. Yet what do we do? We, we're bailing them out. But they're a good company. No, they're not. If they're not, they wouldn't have these kinds of problems right now. They, suck bef- they were sucking air before we ever even got into this whole situation. But we're going to bail them out. The airlines, they spent $45 billion worth of in buybacks. That's another reason why the stock market's been going up for so long. Because companies keep buying back their stock. Fine. You want to do that. Don't, don't expect a bailout when you've been wasting all your money and enriching yourselves through stock options by buying up your own stock. But they spent $45 billion of their cash on buybacks. And now they're wanting a $50 billion bailout. Imagine if they were actually responsible and they said, hey... You know, we're going to save some money for a rainy day, and now all of a sudden they only need $5 billion. I don't even think there's enough time for me to get into all this stuff in, in the normal time frame I keep these podcasts to. But we got to have normal business cycles. We should go ahead and bail out Blockbuster. We should go bail out Circuit City and Radio Shack, right? I mean, why not? They failed. We shouldn't let them fail. Just because they have a, a bad business plan and the competitor came in and, and took them out, they shouldn't fail. you got to buy them out. It's a sad state of affairs. It really is because we really haven't had a legitimate recession. We just keep we just keep printing our way out of all these potential recessions. And as a result, we're just creating these bigger windfalls to the downside because we're kicking the can down the road. And I mean, if you look at some of these headlines and some of the things that the Fed st- says where they're like, we need to provide economic stability. That's, that's code language for we don't want a recession. We don't believe in business cycles anymore. You started getting that with Greenspan when he was trying to do these soft landings and stuff like that. They're trying to prevent recessions, but you can't do that. There's going to be recessions. There's going to be business cycles. There's going to be downturns, and you've got to allow for that. You've got to let businesses fail. I guarantee you, you let American Airlines and Delta and United Airlines fail or, or a combination of them. You let Boeing fail. I guarantee you, if Boeing fails, Lockheed, Martin, and Northrop Grumman, and all these other defense contractors, they're going to pull it together and make sure that this doesn't happen to them. Same thing with the airlines, the remaining airlines, Southwest, you know, or whoever would be left standing. They're going to make sure the same thing. It's funny. I mean, you let Blockbuster fail and you get Netflix. You let JCPenney fail or Sears Holding fail and you get Amazon. If you don't adjust to the times, you fail. Everybody says, oh, by 2020, we'll be probably in flying cars. And everybody's like, well, why don't we have flying cars right now? It's because we bailed them out in 2008 during the Great Recession. We bailed them out. We just let them keep building crap. And I'm not saying that we'd have flying cars by now. I'm just trying to say it stifles innovation when you bail out everybody because, because they aren't responsible with how to run a business. So with all this Fed stimulus, with the, with the bailouts, all these loans going to large businesses and the, and the saving and insuring all of these loans, all we're doing is doing the greatest wealth transfer. Everybody wants to talk about, hey, the rich only get richer and the poor only get poor. What do you think is going to happen with this? The rich are going to get phenomenally richer and the poor is going to get incredibly poor 
Because what they're doing is they're taking taxpayer money and they're transferring it to all the rich. And all they had to do was give you $1,200 and $500 per kid. And if you're middle class, there's a good chance you didn't get jack squat. So yes, you got screwed. America got screwed. The stock market got screwed, even though it's rallying and it feels good that it's off the lows because that helps our retirement and everything. Eventually that screws us too. All because we can't, we can't take our medicine. We can't allow for the normal function of the economy to take its course. I mean, I think we only did like, like six or 700 billion in, in TARP during 2008. We're like, we're going to hit over 10 trillion probably when all this is said and done. I mean, it's just sad. It breaks my heart. It really does because I look at a country that's going to pay for this forever. We've been in a, technically, we've been in a low inflation environment for the last 12 years. That's why they say we've got to keep the interest rates low. What are you going to do with 10 trillion printed dollars out there? You think that's going to allow us to be able to keep interest rates near zero? No, you're going to have to raise rates. And what happens when you raise rates? We'll look back at what happened in quarter four of 2018. Whole market just about caved on itself then too. We dropped like 22% or something like that in, in a three-month period. And then the Fed quickly reversed course and started uh, cutting rates again. This time, you're not going to have that choice. You're not. So in the end, should we have shut down the entire economy? Personally, I don't think you should. It's okay to disagree with me, okay? But I also realize as well, yeah, probably more people would die too because, but I, I also don't think that the government's the solution to all of our problems. And if you think that the government should have provided some solution, why could we not have done it on a case-by-case -case basis? Hey, hey, this age group, you stay home. If you have this kind of respiratory illness, whether you're one or a hundred, you stay home and stay quarantined. If you're going out, please don't get around these individuals when you come home. If you can't help yourself, then maybe you should quarantine yourself as well. But guys, shutting down everything is not the answer. Now we're paying for it on two fronts. We're paying for it from a health standpoint and we're paying for it on an economic standpoint. And we'll never know if this whole shutdown actually did anything meaningful. People threw a curve out there. They held a couple press conferences and they said, we got to flatten the curve. One way we can do it is by stripping you of your liberties. In the end, is that is that going to actually have done anything for us? We'll never, never actually know, I suppose, but I don't think it was worth giving it up. It's just me, guys. And it, it, look, it's, it's not that I'm mad because I can't go to my favorite favorite bar and go get a drink or go out and get a bite to eat. That's not it. I probably would have been social distancing and saying, okay, I'm going to like play it cool for a little while. But I don't need the government to tell me that. And the counter argument would be, it was like, well, there's some people that won't care that they're just too selfish. Okay. So because there's a couple, let's penalize everybody else. It's the same thing with like any kind of freedom. You know, it's like, well, we got to limit free speech because there's some people that'll say really hateful things. Really? So we're just going to strip everybody of their right to free speech or if it comes to the gun rights or whatever it is. Okay. In the end... What the Fed's done, what Congress has done, it's a, it's a huge wealth transfer. The rich are going to get richer. The poor is going to get poor. People will point to the stock market and say, oh, look at though, it saved the stock market. Did it? Because there's a good chance this bottom's going to fall out of it again once, and once that happens. I'm not going to say I told you so, but I told you so. All right, guys, that's going to... That's going to do it for today. If you guys have any questions, feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com. Appreciate you guys listening. And uh, thank you. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead. Sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on Shareplanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. 
If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon. 